This is Political Unicorn, a kid's view on politics and raising awareness of growing issues. I'm your host, Anandi Sarkar, and it's time to get your glitter on and start diving deeper into the political world. Hello everyone! Today we are going to be looking at Indian Americans in the 90s. And, specifically, we're going to be interviewing Shion Dib. He lives in Washington, D.C., and he grew up in the 90s as an Indian American. Be excited to learn a lot more about my experience as an Indian American and what it was like battling cultural differences and much more as an Indian American in the 90s. Hi. Hello. Babai Dada, or Shion Babe, and I'm going to be interviewing him what it's like growing up in the 90s as an Indian American. So, Babai Dada, my first question for you is, what was it like growing up in the 90s as an Indian American? That's a great place to start on in the end. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You know, I've listened to your episodes. They're really fantastic, and I hope, you know, more episodes that you do will get you new fans so you can get your voice out there um, as an Indian American in the 2020s, right? So it's a very different experience. Um, what was it like growing up Indian American in the 90s? Well, it's an interesting question because it was fun, obviously, because the 90s was fun. Let me you know, set that straight before you get any, any far ahead. The 90s was fun. Michael Jordan was very cool. Nikes were everywhere. Pizza Hut was cool. A lot of people don't even know what Pizza Hut is anymore, right? So Pizza Hut was cool. Um, there was hip hop music and there was like old Bollywood movies that people enjoy watching. That was new, you know, back then when I was a kid. But growing up Indian American was also not all fun and games, right? So we moved to the US in 1996. That's a very different world from today, right? Um, when we moved here, there weren't any Indian people on TV. There weren't any Indian people in movies. Um, there weren't a lot of Indian people writing uh, articles or magazine or in politics even. So you never really saw Indian people, right? So um, you really didn't have an idea of what Indian people were doing in America. So growing up in Indian American in the 90s, um, you still had to really learn about your own culture or watch what Indian people were doing by watching video or TV shows or movies that were made in India, right? So they're not, they weren't made here. But now it's like, it's totally different, right? You have Indian people in comics, you have Indian people in like cartoons, TV shows, movies, music, magazine, they're journalists, they're politicians, they're CEOs of some of the major biggest companies on the planet that live in, that live in America that were born here many of whom they've started big companies, their apps are on our phones. So it's a totally different world, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's completely turned upside down um, from where it used to be. But going up Indian American in the 90s was also still fun, you know, because um, a lot of people that you got to meet that were Indian, they were, um, they had also recently moved here. So you could share that experience with them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just like anything else, right? There's, there's good and bad in everything. But um, it's, it's definitely interesting to reflect back on it because you missed like the simple things, right? So, um, there wasn't any, you know, even any easy way to watch cricket on TV and now it's everywhere. Like it's super easy to watch it. There was even, 
It was even hard to watch soccer on TV back in the 90s. And now it's on everything. You can't even escape it anymore. So times have certainly changed for the better. And I think, you know, because Indian Americans are more visible um, in the media and a lot of other places, it not only provides um, kids like you as, you know, role models or examples of to see how Indians live in America, but it also helps people who lived here to understand it's like, oh, so Indian people write books, Indian people do music, they're on TV, they're comedians, they can play sports. There's all kinds of things that Indian people can do, right? So just like everybody else, everyone's capable of doing everything else. So my second question for you is, what do you love most about being Indian American? Hmm, what do I, there are many things I love being an Indian American. The most thing is probably that, you know, I can claim that I'm part of two different cultures, both of which are enormous. They're huge cultures, right? Indian culture is enormous. There is over a billion and a half of us. That's not a small number. That is a big, big, big number. And so having that many people who identify as Indian creates a very multifaceted, a very large, vibrant, you know, it sounds like an Indian party. That's what Indian culture feels like. It's loud. There's lots of colors. There's lots of people. People are talking over each other. There's delicious food, as you're familiar from all the parties that we've been to. American culture is not that dissimilar. It's the same thing. There are people from all over the world here. It's huge. It's, it's, it's bombastic is the word I would use, right? The party, it's allowed. There's lots of colors. There's lots of feeling. So it's pretty similar. So in a way, I love how um, both America and Indian culture combine and borrow things and, you know, lend things of different cultures and create their own kind of identity. And it doesn't hurt that we are two of the world's largest democracies. And that is a big deal, right? So we present an example to all over the world, Americans and Indians saying that, yeah, you can have people from all over the world, you can disagree on things, you can have people from a million different viewpoints, but you can still have a free country where people are able to pursue their passions, right? Take a vacation with their family without having to worry about what they're doing. So lots of different things are possible. Yeah. For me, my favorite thing about being Indian American is you kind of have a secret language. I always right. fight with my mom in public in Bengali, so, she, so nobody knows what we're saying. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, um, describe what people's reaction is when they find out you can speak Bengali. Well, there's two reactions. One reaction is if, you're, if I'm talking to people my age, uh, you know, or even younger than me, people your age, they want to hear me say a swear word in Bengali. Just like they ask anybody from any language, like, hey, so teach me a swear word in your language. Because, you know, that's like having a little secret weapon that they can use on their friends. Uh, but I, when I talk to other older generations, they just, you know, they want to understand the experience of um, being able to speak a different language in America, you know, how often I do it, whether I learned it in school or not. Um, but, you know, it's always, it's always met with curiosity, right? Because they want to hear something different because different languages are always fun. So that's really been my experience in talking to or telling people that I know to speak Bangla in the United States. So what do you think is like the best thing about like the Indian Americans of the 2010s, the 2000s, and the 2020s? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. I actually really want to hear your perspective on it. But from my feeling, from having interacted with you and kids your age, 
I'm very hopeful. I think it's fantastic. I think your entire generation is fantastic. You're brave, you're courageous, you're honest, and you're for, you know, many reasons, you're even more different than us where you really aren't necessarily looking, you know, from older people to help you. You already have the tools. So you really know how to launch your own ideas out there. And that's really, really great. Um, and so from having interacted with Gen, Gen Z Indian Americans, you know, it's really hopeful because you're no longer fighting the same battles that our, my parents' generation fought as Indian Americans or me. You're really, you know, just creating things. You're no longer fighting all the things that existed. You're just showing the world what Indian Americans can do in America without having to be like, oh, you know, the same, you know, you're not dealing with the same old battles. You're just creating your own thing. Like, for example, you have a podcast on Spotify, right? A lot of Indian American kids, even my, when I was a young kid, would have never thought that this would be a possibility, right? So that's, I think, really cool. And it shows how brave your generation is. But I would love to know what your perspective is since you've, you know, met with lots of Indian American kids in your generation in different parts of the country. What do you, what do, what do you, what's your big takeaway from that? I, I kind of think that we don't, we definitely have a lot more Indian Americans and in like television and stuff like that. But um, when you're really little, a lot of kids, they don't understand diversity. Like um, they might tell you like, ew, that's weird food or whatnot. But as you get older, like entering third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you kind of get less of that experience because mm -hmm. now people are more used to that experience. And when they're younger, they don't understand how that can be offensive or mean. But when right. they're older, it, it just becomes normal because there's so many people who are Indian American. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, honestly, that's a, that's a funny thing. Before, you know, I moved to the, the United States, I'm, we moved inside India also. And we, we also lived in Bahrain when I was a young kid. And that's a little country in the Persian Gulf. But there's lots of Indian people there. Kids, when they're young, they're just scared of things or unsure of things that are, you know, not something that they're used to. It doesn't mean that they, you know, like want to be mean to you or they, you know, don't care. It's just because you're young, you just don't know enough about other people's things. So I think, you know, it's kind of cool that because there are more Indian American kids now, you can teach people about our culture because it is a very old and big culture, right? There's people in India who love, wearing Nike sneakers and, you know, listening to Kanye West just as much they enjoy doing things that are super Indian that people here may have and no idea about. They're big Shah Rukh Khan fans and they don't wear Nike sneakers, right? So that's how big the world is where, you know, you can have all these kinds of different types of interests. Um, so can you kind of compare how the 90s India was and 90s USA was different? Sure. Um, it was different in the sense that, you know, there was certainly, India was, you know, really uh, kind of finding its own footing. It was finding its own sort of character. It was finding who it wanted to be, right? Um, so your parents, my parents are very young in the 90s, right? They're very, very young in the 90s. Um, and I'm sure they will remember too that America had already sort of ascended, if you will, right? So in the 90s, America was on the absolute top of the mountain. There was, there was nothing bigger in the, in, in the playing field besides America because 
they had all the coolest things, right? They had, they had Bugs Bunny, they had Michael Jordan, like they had, you know, they had hip hop, like there were all these cool things, pizza, McDonald's, like all these things were exported all over the world. I was, you know, truly American, very classic. So it had already become a cultural kind of phenomenon. Whereas in India, you know, we had Coca-Cola return to India in the early 90s for the, you know, after a long, long uh, time that it wasn't allowed to be sold in, in, in India. So India was still, you know, kind of like, uh, it, was a, it was a mixture, right? It was still trying to find its footing. It was trying to incorporate more Western uh, cultural items into it. Um, so it was, it was definitely a cultural shock, you know, moving from India to here uh, because it was just very different, right? The world, it was, it was just a very different world over here. Um, what would you like, like the next generation of Indian Americans to know, like my sister? Um, that she doesn't have to be an engineer, a scientist, or a lawyer. She could be an artist. She could be a musician. She could be an athlete, you know, like Indians do excellent. As you know, um, Indians are very, very good with anything analytical. We are really great at computer science. We do lots of engineering, um, uh, lots of science related stuff. All of your friends, uh, back in, uh, Boston area, their friend, their parents, a lot of them work in labs because, you know, Indians make great scientists. Um, but Indians are also great comedians. They're funny. They can make people laugh. Your parents, my parents, they all do theater. So Indians are good on stage too. So one day, you know, the next Hamilton could be a guy who, or a girl who's Indian, right? It doesn't have to be someone who was born here necessarily, or, you know, from the Western part of the world. It could be someone who's from India. So it's not just the things that we have, you know, done so far. It's the fact that we can do all the other jobs and professions that we still haven't, you know, gotten famous doing it. I'm sure we already do it. We just haven't gotten famous doing it. That's really what it is. Um, is there anything else you would like our podcast listeners to know? Hmm. Trying to think. Um, I think it would be that, you know, you should be proud of your heritage, where you came from. You should be proud of where you live because it's your chance to improve the area that you live in also. I think that's important to bring your personality into the place that you live so people can learn from your experiences. Um, but mostly, you know, it's, it's just, it's, um, yeah, it's enjoying the fact that you, you have this gift really to have a very broad world, right? You're not just from the town that you currently live in, but you're from a your parents are from and your culture is from a, a a part of the world that's around, you know, halfway across the world, right? And so your world is big, it's huge. And I think always cherish that it's big. Um, and you know, many people won't understand it because they don't have the same experience, but don't let other people not understanding you be discouraging because sometimes big things are hard to understand and you know we i guess are lucky in that we get to explain to other people why our world is big how big indian culture is and how well we mesh into american culture you know without missing a step thanks for coming bye bye dada you're welcome thank you for having me uh going to be uh on on online um
Thanks for listening to Political Unicorn. As a favor to me, please share and subscribe, and make sure to rate and review. Also, tune in next time for an episode of how women have influenced politics over the years. We'll be talking about women like Abigail Adams, Eliza Hamilton, and many other people. Bye! And again, thanks for listening to Political Unicorn.